Welcome back to the Dad in a Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, we're here for another week back at it again. Uh, what have you been up to? Uh, well, I got a fishing rod last year, and I never actually got any like string put on it. I'm not a fisherman by any means. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I've fished you know, fewer times than the amount of fingers I've got on one hand. Yeah. But uh, I bought a rod for my son last year, Zach, and it was right about May 4th. So I remember... Very, very vivid. I was looking at what can we do, what can we do? And it's like, okay, here's a R2-D2 fishing rod. Let's go. Oh, there you go. So I got my little kit. We went out and we did some fishing. And he enjoyed it. He loved it. We caught some things. And then I cashed out some points with uh, my current employer at the time, Spectrum. And I got his free rod. And I just needed to get it strung up. So I uh, went ahead and did that today, figuring, you know what? There's not a whole lot going on. There's going to be no summer camps. Uh, that's something me and him can get out and do and just have some fun with. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when you mentioned that you uh, went out and got a rod um, because I never, you know, growing up when we were kids, we never really went out <laughs> to go fishing much. It just wasn't kind of a thing. Uh, I know a lot of, you know, our friends would kind of go out and stuff. When I was a kid, it was more about crabbing. I, I have some some vague memories of waking up at, you know, the crack of dawn with my dad. The sun's barely up yet and we're going out and, and throwing cages into the, the murky uh, Marsh River <laughs> down, <laughs> down there, uh, catching crabs. And then bringing them home, watching them slowly die in some boiling water. Fun times for a kid. <laughs> yeah, no, I did definitely more crabbing yeah. in the Mars River than I did any type of fishing. Yep. Uh, I have one really, really vivid memory of going fishing down in Marstown. And I remember casting it out. And I don't know if you've seen the catfish there in that river, but these things are massive. I'm, yeah, I guarantee it. And I had this little itty bitty, you know, Walmart fishing pole probably. <laughs> yeah. And I must have hooked one, and I wasn't holding on to it, and the whole thing was gone. Oh, wow. So it just went with the fish. I'm like, well, there goes that. You know, we're, Let's go for uh, more crabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't blame you wanting to go out and do this. I mean, uh, I've always kind of wanted to take up the hobby just because, you know, it seems relaxing. It seems like it's right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I got from it last year. I mean, we went out there and put some bait on this hook, and we were just throwing it out there. And Zach caught on real quick on how to cast it, how to reel it in. Uh, he caught a fish last year, which was I was proud of him. I think he got one before I even got one, which, you know, good for him. Yeah. And he wasn't scared of it. He brought it in. I took it off the hook. He held it before we put <laughs> it back in the water. So uh, mm -hmm. it didn't kind of gross him out. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always a good thing. Uh, and I was just surprised on how just relaxing it was, sitting back and just kind of doing my own thing and yeah. having a good old time with it. But now that I have my own ride when I go out with him, I think I need to get a fishing license. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if it's just him, if it's a kid under a certain age, they don't need one. Right. But if it's an adult with him that's fishing as well. Uh, so, I may run back by Cabell's tomorrow and go ahead and get a, like a, I think it's like a $15, $20 fishing license that's good for a year. So, I can kind of enjoy it with him. Or go out by myself. Get up one early, you know, a Sunday morning, you know, earlier and just kind of go out and do it. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, just to kind of get out by yourself and, uh, you know, clear your head a little bit, uh, get a little practice in. Because <laughs> like we said, you haven't done much so far and we wouldn't want to look like a novice in front of your boy. Oh, it's that's already happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went out and this rod I got this this like Black Max. It was apparently it's like a fifty dollar reel I got for free. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm not ashamed of this. I went on YouTube and I was like, okay, how is the proper way to attach this to the rod? Oh yeah. It was like because I had it underneath it and I was like, this makes no sense. So I found it actually has to go on top. And then then I was like, okay, so now I want this like spinner bait or spinner lure set up. Right. Because the fish I'm catching, apparently like panfish and smallmouth bass, so little little pond fish. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, so now I need to figure out how to go ahead and, you know, tie this 
onto the actual line without, you know, this fish taking it after one shot. Like, right. That, that, that wouldn't be cool. No. Something I watch all these YouTube videos. So I, I've got an idea on how I'm going to go ahead and do this. And the guy, you know, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to have a bobber on mine or not, but I figured why the hell not. <laughs> and I got a big one for Zach as well. Cause the one that came with this kit is itty bitty and I could barely see it. Yeah. So if I got a bigger one that he can notice when, you know, a fish is actually biting on the hook, uh, it'd be easier for him to go ahead and take it back as well. Yeah, I don't blame you one bit. I mean, that's what I do for, uh, that's how I learn anything anymore. Honestly, it's through YouTube, whether it's like you've got some uh, handiwork to do, you've got a computer issue to solve, uh, you've got a recipe to look up. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things where YouTube is just a great teacher. Yeah, oh, there was one thing that happened this week that uh, I did not tell you about yet. All fair. Oh, yeah. So okay. uh, Zach, basically, he got like a scooter and he's been riding it. He got it from a friend. Mm-hmm. And... I did not know this scooter was in the driveway. Oh, no. And and I backed up over this scooter. Oh. And I pulled over. I was like, well, I didn't know what I hit. I'm like, what What did I just run over? Hopefully not a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, my, my backup camera didn't catch it, and it didn't even give me any indication that there was something there. Wow. Because it was so low to the ground. So I pull over. I look at it. I'm like, crap, I ran over a scooter once I realized it. And then I'm like, crap, what's my car like? Yeah. What did I just do to my car? Because I was getting ready to go out to DoorDash. So I was in a good mood. I was like, you know, I'm going to go make a little bit of money, listen to some podcasts, uh, just enjoy myself. Yeah. And then I look out the car, and the driver's side portion of my bumpers popped off. Oh, no. Oh, I was livid. Yeah. I just basically reversed the car, pulled back into the driveway, hit pause, and then I hit end dash. It's like, I'm not in a mental space right now to do this. <laughs> Cancel dash. So I went inside and... I was just fuming. I mean, I, I threw my phone on the, on my chair, just told Janessa, you know, get a hold of our mechanic to see if he can go ahead and pump this on. Because I was, I tried playing with it. I was like, I can't get this on. Right, right. Like, I don't know how to, to reattach this or if it's even possible for me to be able to do. Yeah, if something actually like snapped off or something. Yeah, so I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. And after about 20, 30 minutes of me just kind of just relaxing, cooling down, I'm like, you know what? It's fine but it's i got i got the i like my i like my car it's like one of the one of the things that i've got i've ever got that's really really nice yeah so i I take really good care of this car oh i hear you well the uh the scooter did it belong to like uh one of zach's friends that happened to be over or it was his oh it was zach's scooter it was zach's scooter (laughs) and i didn't get angry at him surprised i didn't because usually i'm like dude what yeah but uh i was just kind of angry in general Right, right. But uh, like I said, after I sat down and calmed down for a minute, I went out there and started playing with it. And the way I was trying to originally reattach it wasn't the proper way. And I was able to actually get it to go back on, click back in, sit in there right. I was like, okay, it's fine. It's it's up and going again. You barely would know anything ever happened. So I'm like, okay, we're up and running again. You know that fuming you get when it's like nothing is going to calm you down besides just sitting there? Yep. Uh, I was was at that level of like just like over the top, just angry. Right. And then I went out there. I was like, okay, I mean, look at this. Janessa was like, what are you doing? I said, just just let me go. Just just let me be. I laid down on the ground. Yeah. I looked. We're good. Yeah. I get like that too when things like, you know, if I can't fix things or something happens or something breaks or, you know, I become sort of temporarily inconsolable, right? <laughs> Where it's like, you know, and my wife, bless her, she's always like, well, how can I help? What's, you know, just tell me what I can do. And, you know, honestly, there are just some times where it's like, literally, just just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, just leave me like, be for a minute. I'm I good. literally need, just give me like five or ten minutes, just just sit here and fume 
and eventually that's just going to wear off and um, I'll, I'll be a little bit more clear-headed about the situation but it's tough to tell somebody just like you know go away <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's his life of marriage <laughs> <laughs> but on another topic. Yeah. So uh, you went ahead, if I remember right, and rented or purchased a movie that just released to uh, us rather than going to theaters. Zoinks. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, this weekend was the release for Scoob from Warner Brothers. But uh, it was supposed to release in theaters uh, like Trolls 2, you know, Trolls World Tour. Uh, another victim of um, having to release digitally due to uh, the quarantine and, and theaters being closed. I kind of mentioned in the last couple episodes, uh, there was a big push for this. They were already uh, kind of, that, that train was already rolling, right? As far as marketing-wise, um, couldn't tell you how many advertisements for a Scooby-Doo Bark Box I saw on my <laughs> Facebook uh, the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, it's just uh, one of those things where it's too late. Hopefully it does well, because um, I thought uh, the movie was uh, pretty good. Uh, my daughter really enjoyed it. Um, you know, when she goes for that second watch, um, it, it's a hit. Yeah. Um, she actually paid attention to it the entirety of the first time, and she wanted to watch it again this morning. Uh, but, yeah, Scooby-Doo is a franchise. It's kind of been here or there, because there are times when, like, um, in the past when she's been a bit younger – where Scooby-Doo gets a little too scary for when, like, they, they're dealing with, like, real spooky monsters, uh, Mystery Inc. is, and uh, it hasn't been, you know, the greatest. But uh, this one, it was a little bit different. It was, the movie itself, it almost didn't feel like a Scooby-Doo movie. It, there wasn't really a big mystery to it. It almost felt like an introduction to, uh, I don't know, the Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe or something. Oh, no, the, don't say cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, the main villain in it is Dick Dastardly. Um, he's the guy with the, uh, the pencil mustache from, uh, Wacky Races, and he has Muttley. I, I know that name, yeah. Yeah, he's got, like, the big jaw and the, um, the hat, and he's one of the Wacky Racers, and he's got, his sidekick is Muttley, kind of that tan dog who's always, like, like, wheezy laughing. That, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about now, yeah. Um, so they're, like, like, the bad guys in this, um, in this movie, and it also introduces the Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt, which, which were another Hanna-Barbera property. And a cartoon back from the, I don't know, 60s and 70s. But they are pretty prominent in this movie. It's it's more like a superhero adventure movie than it is any kind of like, you know, here's the Scooby gang, how they met. There's a little bit of that at the beginning, how they got together. But they really gloss over, like, uh, their whole history together. And basically they redo the opening of uh, Where Are You, Scooby-Doo? You know, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. And they go through the whole opening of that show, but with the new animation, hmm. showing them kind of grow up from kids to the teenagers that they are. Gotcha. It's it's definitely worth a watch. I, I kind of hope, you know, it was fun enough to where I kind of hope they maybe do a, a, an official, like, Wacky Racers movie with all of these characters, like Captain Caveman and some of the other Hanna-Barbera um, characters out there. Because, you know, I... The Hanna-Barbera cartoons weren't, like, my go-to as a kid. It was more like Looney Tunes. Yeah. Like, that was my thing. Um, but when nothing else was on, you know, throwing on Scooby-Doo or Yogi Bear. Or... So I always enjoyed Yogi, the cartoon. Yeah. That was, I always enjoyed that one. Yeah, so I think the Hanna-Barbera characters need a little bit more love. They've kind of been uh, not very prominent uh, besides Scooby-Doo. He's really the only one who has had some movies involved with them. Uh, you know, those live-action ones were pretty popular back in the early 2000s. But um, I, I, I'm a little hesitant to say that, you know, a, a sequel is inevitable because it's just so hard to say. 
these days with with how well this is going to do with being digital only and they uh they do have uh i i did buy it i didn't rent it so you can either uh rent it right now for 19.99 or pay 25 to purchase it and own it own the digital copy which i went ahead and did of course but yeah it's definitely worth checking out and uh hopefully they kind of expand on whatever hanna-barbera universe they're trying to create over there at warner <laughs> brothers god knows that they, they need their franchise man i mean disney's killing them when it comes to franchises so warner brothers they're they're trying their best. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. Well, if they get too big, it's only time before Disney buys them. <laughs> oh, no. I would be so against that. Well, I don't know, because then Marvel and DC would be under the same umbrella, and maybe we get some crazy stuff out of that. But get some cross-server stuff that happened in comics. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't want that, because that would, that would be like the death marker, I think. That would be like when WWF purchased WCW, and nothing was the same to me And just, just kill it. It's like, okay, it didn't <laughs> yeah. work, bye. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I haven't purchased it yet or even seen it. Uh, it just happened, and I mean, we've been kind of going, and it slipped my mind, honestly. Yes, will you check it out? And it's going to be a purchase for us as well. Yeah, the five dollar difference. I mean, it makes no difference. It makes no sense to me to rent it for twenty dollars for what forty eight hours, probably. Yeah. Or buy it for additional five dollars and just have it. So for me, it's no brainer. But I don't know if sometimes five dollars may be a deal breaker for some people. Yeah, I hear you. Um, definitely check it out. I know content for kids is a little lackluster these days. If I can, you know, persuade my daughter to uh, quit watching YouTube videos long enough to watch a <laughs> new Scooby-Doo movie, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't tell you whenever we try to watch something on, like, live TV and she's interrupted by commercials, she is so frustrated by it. <laughs> it's like, what is going on here? Oh, on a, on a funny note here, kind of down those lines... So you know how our grandparents used to have those uh, those VHS tape like carriers, They're, like big like uh, card catalog things. You slide them out, oh, and yeah. you have all those like VHS, probably about like seven or eight of them, kind of in a row. Yeah, absolutely. They used to be a staple. Yeah, exactly. That's how it was all kind of kept in you know order alphabetically. Sometimes, however it was. <laughs> so I was at my mom's today, and I looked around, and I seen just. DVDs after DVDs and Blu-rays on like a shelf here and a rack over here. And I look at it, I start laughing. Right. Like, so you know what? Remember how grandma used to have these things? You're now the grandma with what used to be the VHSs <laughs> as DVDs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's like Zach and like we don't own, you know, any hard copies of anything anymore. Zach and like your daughter won't know what really hard copies are. <laughs> no. And I have to wonder like how will it change between now and whenever they start to purchase or consume media? I, maybe it'll be the same thing. I We're going to be watching movies via, uh, via AR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh my gosh, you're watching movies on the television? What's wrong with you? Who watches things that way? You can I mean you can walk around and see things. You can interact with your gloves and touch your fingers. And Yeah, why wouldn't you just be in the movie? Come yeah. on, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That was just a whole side thing there, but uh, I thought that was funny when I called my mom and grandma. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a throwback. Those things. I think everybody had those. Uh, they usually had like the. Uh, it was it was all plastic, but it was had like the uh, fake wooden panel in the yeah. front, and uh, you just slide it out, and they would break all the time <laughs> and be heavy as hell. Yeah, oh, it was funny. I'm pretty sure if I can tell Zach, because like my uh, great grandma had VHS. Hold on, what what is that, Daddy? <laughs> VHS. Hmm. Or like cassettes, like. Daddy used to have a cassette at one point, way, way back. And he used to put it in the player, and he used to eat it every now and then. <laughs> he's like, he's like, eat it. 
<laughs> hey, you just take a pencil in there, you rewind it manually. Yeah, pull it out, good. hope it doesn't break, then yeah, just kind of twist it back in, you're good to go. <laughs> Our kids would just not know any, like, what are the words that just came out of your mouth? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah, so that's really kind of been what's going on here in the last week or so. Um, I know kind of in the, the broader uh, quarantine spectrum here, some uh, larger news here is some things start to reopen uh, across the different states, uh, you know, restaurants and whatnot. I, I think you heard a little bit of news about uh, Disney Parks opening up uh, soon, right? Yeah, I've been kind of on top of it. I mean, I was supposed to have a trip coming up in June down to Disney. We went ahead and we proactively rescheduled it, you know, figuring it wasn't going to happen at that time anyway. When were you guys supposed to be going? Uh, I think it was like May 30th through June 7th. Okay. Yeah, so soon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, actually, Disney just went out there and they started canceling all reservations for that week, which would have been mine. So, I mean, we were ahead of it. and went ahead and put us out to October. It's kind of... We're kind of in waiting even for it to even uh, them to open the parks back up. Yeah, I mean, there's still a bunch of question marks here now. I mean, I know the, the effort is there for these parks to try to reopen, um, but nobody really can say for certain, like, hey, October's, you know, everything's going to be back to normal and just go ahead and book for October. I mean, nobody can really yeah. tell you that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I did a little bit of uh, research, too. What surprised me, you know, you think of a, um, a park being shut down, uh, doesn't have guests, but I mean, I guess to maintain the happiest place on earth, there's still a bunch of stuff going on when it comes to just like, you know, maintaining this place, keeping the grounds clean and uh, like the, all the topiaries manicured. And uh, it's just crazy the amount of stuff that that is still going on in the park with, with no guests. <laughs> yeah, over in, in Epcot, actually, when they first shut down, they were getting ready for this like flower festival. Yeah. So they have all these new flowers and all these bushes and everything that are in there. So yeah, like you were saying, they've got the people that are in there are still keeping them maintained and not letting it overgrow. I think they went ahead and just recently started up the construction projects again. So a lot of the construction things are happening Yeah. again down there while the parks are closed. But the, I mean, the, really the biggest one that's had uh, the most activity in it has really been Animal Kingdom. And it's really because of the animals. You have all these people in there that are taking care of the animals, right. the vets, the caretakers. Uh, just because everything shuts down doesn't mean these animals are going to be able to wait for us to get going again. So kind of like hospitals in our aspect, but it's just, you know, the animals. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a good point. I mean, you can't just abandon the animals. I, I expect every zoo across America is operating that way where, you know, we still got to bring people in to take care of these animals. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you mentioned the construction, too. I, I know that recently, within the last couple of months, they uh, down there in Disney World, they purchased a lot of acreage. And uh, I don't know, sometimes it's specifically for new construction projects. Uh, sometimes it seems to, like, just to give them a little bit more buffer space between, you know, the park and, you know, the rest of <laughs> Florida. <laughs> yeah. Just to, so people can't just, you know, randomly walk into Disney World. There's uh, usually some nice uh, buffer space between there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. They, uh, they are doing some new construction. Did you happen to see what they, uh, they're building down there in Disney World currently? Well, when it comes to the, the land purchases you're talking about, there, there's really no confirmation on anything. Disney likes buying up land around them yeah. to make sure, like you were saying, that buffer. So when you go there, it's Disney and you don't see the city. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So they, they do a lot of, like, uh, land conservation down there around the park. So there's always a lot of land that's being used for like wildlife. So mm -hmm. they're they're really good on that. So I mean, it could just be that, 
or they, I mean, there's rumor has it that they may be in works of adding another park to the, you know, the cluster of parks they have or another hotel. So there's always oh, that possibility, but no one has any idea really on what's going. There's no like permits or anything out there that people are trying to read between the lines on. It's just uh, they know that the purchase of the land and uh, I mean, they're continuing like to take out loans. I think I just seen they got loans like dead up to like $11 billion worth of loans that they, they're planning on doing stuff with. Right. So they're, they're constantly active. They're not sitting back and just kind of waiting for this to go by. Uh, they're trying to keep the wheels turning. Man, I'm just sitting here thinking about what it must be like to walk through a, a, an abandoned or, you know, a, a Disney Disneyland or Disney World with no guests walking through it. I mean, I'm sure they see people here and there. There's like maintenance crews and stuff. Um, but man, it just might be creepy. Like I've, the closest thing I've done is, you know, I used to work in a mall, so I used to be in there before hours and after hours and just how everything, you know, was shut down and lights were turned off and just how eerily quiet it was compared to the hustle and bustle you'd normally hear at a big retail place. Uh, at least that, you know, that's the way malls were back in, you know, 2003 when I actually yeah. worked at one. Now it might be a little bit different, uh, considering they're all dying, but, uh, yeah, um, it's uh, I can't imagine just what it must be like to, to go through these parks. But, uh, yeah, you know, you do have to make sure that once they are ready to open, which I guess should, should be soon, right, uh, within the next week or so, that they are good to go. Well, Shanghai Disney went ahead and they opened up last week. And they're running at 20% capacity. And the Chinese government says they can run up to 30. So they're, they are ramping up to that 30. Okay. Uh, the only way you can get in is if you make a reservation to get in. So you can't just show up to get in. Uh, but there are, like, health checks. You have the temperature screening, so they take your uh, temperature when you come in. You're required to wear a mask. And then uh, over in China, they have a QR code, a QR health code on their phones. So you have to have that, and it's got to be showing. I think it, it's got to be green for you to be able to get in. Now, now I don't know what constitutes different colors yeah. on that QR uh, that code. But uh, they're the requirements for that country and for that park. Now, I know a lot of those that they are getting ready to go ahead and implement over here uh, when it comes to temperature checks and the mask. And that's where people are kind of like uh, not sure about things. Yeah, I mean, we're just a different culture over here. Uh, folks over in Asian countries are just used to um, wearing masks and stuff. I mean, this kind of um, outbreak of, of illness is um, I wouldn't say a more common thing, but they're just how they react to it, um, you know, is, is different than how we typically do. And, um, you know, wearing masks is not a big thing. It seems to be a big, <laughs> it seems to be a thorn in some people's sides over here uh, where it, it has become somewhat political, whether you wear a mask or you don't. Um, for me personally, I, you know, I can't wait until we're done, uh, you know, with it because my, my glasses constantly fog up and now it's getting warmer out. It was like 85 degrees here today and uh, I went grocery shopping and whew, <laughs> wearing that cloth <laughs> mask in front of my face was not the most pleasant of things. But yeah, so there is a uh, phased reopening uh, planned for Disney Springs uh, beginning May 20th here. So soon, within the next few days, uh, Disney Springs, I'm not familiar, I guess, is that just like a like a place around the park, like shopping and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's an outdoor mall. Uh, so say when the parks are closed, uh, there's ESPN restaurants in there. So, I mean, they've got a bunch of things that happen there. So there's restaurants that have absolutely no connection to Disney there. Right. They got stores that have no connection to Disney, but then there's a lot of things that have a direct connection to Disney. So on that, uh, that phased opening, that begins on the 20th, no connected stores, 
or restaurants to Disney will be opening on that day. Oh. So that starts. But then they went ahead and per like the union and everyone went ahead and said that they will be opening about a week later. So six to seven days later. But that has not been confirmed by Disney yet. So there's a lot of things out there. So in some of these restaurants, I guess that are tied with Disney, I would assume maybe they have like characters and stuff. I mean, I I know the park itself; they have cast members. Um, are you aware of like some of these restaurants having cast members too? Well, they all they're all considered. Anyone that's a Disney employee is considered a cast member. Oh, I see. Uh, but I think if you're like asking, like, there's like character meals and things like yeah. that, that take place out here. I do not believe there is. Okay. See, that was kind of my main concern about this whole thing, like heading to Disney World. And, uh, you know, it's one thing for me to wear a mask, but then if like, you know, my daughter sees Snow White and she runs up to her and she wants to give Snow White a big hug, um, but Snow White has to practice social distancing and she's Mm -hmm. wearing a mask in front of her face. um, It's, you know, it'd be one thing if that was like my, you know, second, third, fourth, visit to Disney World, but if, if it was going to be my first, and I think it would like take away some of the magic. I don't know. Yeah, and that's what me and uh, my wife are kind of struggling with, because we do have it rescheduled, but if everything is still social distancing, if she can't if she can't give Cinderella a hug right. because of social distancing, or, I mean, the, the mask thing is going to take, you know, like I said, the magic kind of a w- little away from the situation. Uh, this will be our first trip. Right. So, I mean, right now with Mickey and Minnie and Pluto and all them being in the full gear, I don't foresee that being a problem and then be running up and be able to give them a hug. Right. But the live the Disney princesses. Yeah. They're the ones that we're concerned about and they're the ones that are would be more down Skylar's enjoyment. So I, I'd be a little hesitant about that whole thing too. Um, so when it comes to these uh, restaurants, and this isn't necessarily exclusive to Disney, you know, our local restaurants here in, you know, Ohio and Kentucky, uh, when they start opening back up and they're going to have limited capacity and whatnot, uh, do you think the juice is going to be worth a squeeze there? I mean, they're probably going to have, you know, with less capacity, you know, having less people come in, the, the demand might be less or, or I don't know, it might be more. Bec- it seems to be in two different camps. Like there's there's people that are totally against it. Like they, they want to stay inside and quarantine just to be safe, right? They want to keep following their own guidelines and just, you know, they want to prevent the spread of this thing. But then there are other people who are just so sick of this whole thing and they are chomping at the bit to go sit at a restaurant, right? So it's like we've got two separate polar opposite camps here. So how do you think this whole thing's going to work out with the limited capacity? Do you think, say, if a restaurant opens up and, hey, we can only, you know, bring in... 25% 25% of our employees and bring in 25% of uh, the typical client base that would be packed into this room. Do you think, you know, the, these businesses are going to make enough money uh, to do that? Or I suppose they're still going to have to lean on a lot of more uh, carry out and takeout business than normally. Yeah, I think they're going to have to lean on the takeout because I mean, I, I know like say for instance here in Ohio, I mean, they opened up to patio only just a couple of days ago and it's not doable. Right. <laughs> you have like five or six tables and they've got to be six feet apart well good luck i mean there's some restaurants that had like waits of like two hours yeah i mean I, i'm not even up to wait an hour when everything was normal i'm not waiting no. two hours <laughs> me neither. I'm, gonna, I'm coming home <laughs> this is not me uh when it comes to disney though and disney springs and everything i i think people are gonna do it people are gonna be out people love that brand and they're gonna be chomping at the bit to go out and kind of do their own thing uh, the mask thing, I mean, that that's, I want to see how that is enforced. 
Because if you take my temperature and I'm wearing a mask when I walk through the gate, what's going to stop somebody like from just, just taking it off once I get through the gate? Okay, I've been checked. I'm good. And, you know, I'm not wearing this thing when I'm in here. So I don't know. It's yeah. And it's, you know, I've seen all kinds of stock footage of uh, folks in Asia just walking down the street with their masks on, but I never see them at the restaurant, you know. How do you, I mean, you just have to take it off if you're going to sit yeah, there and it, eat something. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be flat off off when you're in the restaurant itself. Yeah. And I think I think it's got to be just, you know, the, the tables and the distance between everything is at that six foot you know, mandate. Everything right. else, I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't expect someone to be wearing a mask and be out eating at the same time. It just, it's not feasible. <laughs> no, not yet. Maybe our technology will get there. <laughs> You're able to eat through your mask, but uh, probably not for a while. Um, Ray Shield. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we have a little bit of a glimpse as far as what things may look like in the Disney parks here over the next coming weeks, because I guess uh, Universal City Walk down there, um, you know, close to the Disney Park, you've got Universal Studios and their uh, their theme park down there as well. Uh, they have uh, kind of their similar, you know, dining and, and shop experience around that park. Uh, but they opened up this past week. Yeah, they opened up on Thursday, and uh, a lot of people were live streaming kind of how it was going, what it looked like. And yeah, those uh, people out like at the gates, they had like full mask on, and they had the thermometer, and they were just kind of checking people. And people were walking through, and people were cheering as they went through. Yeah. So I mean, they were they were chomping to go ahead and start shopping and dining. And I mean, one restaurant down there, uh, Margaritaville. I mean, it had a two and a half hour wait. I mean, so people were waiting to get in there, and, you know, to have a big old thing of nachos and a margarita. <laughs> yeah. Rather than sitting at home. But, uh, I mean, we're going to see the exact same thing in Disney Springs. So, it's going to be similar. It's going to be how much tolerance is power people going to have when they are wearing the mask in the middle of August in Florida. Oh, yeah. Oh, that sounds like torture. Yeah. So, that that's going to be... And a lot of people are actually concerned about the, the forehead temperature check, too. Because, I mean, they're like, okay, if I'm down there and I'm in the sun and I'm sweating hot, I'm in the mindset of I'm not a reptile. Right. My body temperature doesn't change per the weather. Yeah. But they're like, if I'm in the sun, I'm burnt. My forehead may come back at 100 degrees. Right. So I'm like, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know how, how they're going to. Because if you hit it 100, you're not allowed in. Wow. What if you already get in and you hit 100? Did they kick you out? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you make that you know, that first check at like 6 in the morning for a rope drop. And then you hit like 100, 1. 101 temperature in the middle of the day. Are you? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Plus those um, those thermometers that you just kind of swipe the forehead or whatever. I've never known how accurate they are. I mean, I guess they have some. They would have to be somewhat. But my wife, she went back to work this week. And uh, they had, you know, the thermometer set up at their back door at letting everybody in. And everybody read like 99 plus. Everybody that walked through the door. And you know that can't be the case. There's something wrong with the thermometer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no way. And if, you know, they can't go through the door, if they're not allowed with a 100 degree temperature, then, you know, everybody's right on that line of being kicked out. So I don't know, just this whole thing, you know, it's it's one more example of how we were just kind of caught off guard and didn't have uh, kind of the proper things in place. And we're figuring it out. We're, as we're going through this, these last few months have been a tremendous learning curve for us here in the U.S. The sooner we can kind of get back to normal the better. And um, hopefully everybody does take these precautions seriously, because I think, you know, the more that people are on board with this sort of thing and kind of follow the guidelines, the quicker that we'll be able to just, you know, get through this and get back to what things were like, you know, 
back in 2019. Yeah, yeah, just last year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it feels like three years ago, but it was just a few months ago. Yeah, exactly, it does too. But I mean, yeah, I'm I'm on the fence. We're kind of figuring out as we go. I mean, we don't know if we're going in October. I mean, I like the idea of October just because, I mean, you have the Halloween, they do a big Halloween thing there. Yeah, they do. So, it's, so it's like, you know what? We may have kind of fallen into a good spot where we can do like the not so spooky Mickey's Halloween party so the kids can dress up in their trick or treat thing. And yeah. Trick or, Get this, this will be a memory they'll never forget. Trick-or-treating through Disney World. Oh, absolutely. How many kids do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's something. Even if me and Janessa wanted to, we could dress up and go with them. So that that, that would be an option for us. But, I mean, it's like you were saying, the the face masks, the characters. uh, That's why I'm kind of watching it really closely. Like I'm getting daily updates uh, through uh, the Disney food blog that I follow uh, through Facebook and YouTube. And uh, they're they're on top of it. They keep things going. Yeah. Uh, they're at like every city council meeting and everything, and they're, they're giving us too many updates because I mean, <laughs> now they're talking about what like analysts in Florida or in uh, up in the stock exchange are saying when they're going to open up, and mm-hmm. it's I mean, no matter who is what their title is, if it's not Bob Chesbeck, it doesn't matter. Oh, good old Bob. I mean, good new Bob. Yeah, the the, the new Bob, <laughs> same as the old Bob. <laughs> yeah, if it's not coming from one of those two, it's all just you know, conjecture, and we have no idea. Uh, I mean, they're 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 a big company. They're leaning on playing it safe, which uh, I certainly understand. So I was say, do you think on a ticket or anything, it's going to come out? It's kind of like if you go to a sporting event, like a baseball game. It's going to be you come at your own risk, so it removes liability from them if you get sick. Oh boy, I hadn't thought about that, but I'm sure that's something that they've thought about. Yeah. It would make sense for me, and if uh, it makes things easier for people on on both aspects, because I'm sure, you know, people that are going to buy tickets to the park, they're going to buy tickets regardless whether it says that on the ticket or not. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that might be an idea. I'm sure they. I'm sure we'll hear whether or not that something like that is implemented here in the next uh, few weeks. Honestly, yeah. And then that just popped in my head. It's like, you know, what if they did this? They're talking about doing limiting the actual um, capacity, and people are concerned about that. So, who would get you know priority? Would it be yeah. if you have if you're staying on a Disney property and they're re, you're already reducing the capacity in their uh, hotels? Do you automatically get access, and then after that, it is anybody that is an annual pass holder? Uh, so it's kind of it's, it's so much up in the air. So I mean, I don't want to go there and then have a park hopping pass and go into one park and then plan on going somewhere else, and they've reached that capacity level, and I can't go in now. But then I can't <laughs> exactly. go back to the other one because they're now at their level. I'll be, I'll be upset. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He'd be like just walking around the street. Well, uh, you'd be like that uh, John Travolta Pulp Fiction meme where you just uh, got your shoulders shrugged. You're like, where do I go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, that's one of the biggest things I'm looking at. What is the capacity level going to be at? What are they handling? Who's getting priority? If I've got a park hopper through the you know the parks and staying on property, do I get priority going in? And there's so much out there right now. Yeah, we're learning as we go here, just like with everything uh, during this quarantine. 2020 is so difficult, but we're all getting through it. But you know the easiest way to get through this? How's that? Just jump in that car and cruise into the cheesy. It makes everyone <laughs> smile. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, well, I've got one here, and it's super cheesy, and I'm just going to roll with it. All right. So, what does a baby bear eat? Uh, what does a baby bear eat? You tell me. What? A cub sandwich. Oh, man. <laughs> That's rough. I told you it was going to be a bad one. <laughs> a cub sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I may deserve the booze this week. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. All right I, got, I got one here. 
You know, it's it's kind of been tough. We we've been talking about the quarantine this week, but uh, you know, one of the worst things about the quarantine are with these dad jokes. What's that? They're all inside jokes. <laughs> Rather than outside. Okay, <laughs> we can't go. Yeah. I, I was nice. trying to find a way to deliver that one. <laughs> so with all that there, I mean, we got a bunch of stuff coming up here. Um, uh, we have my goatee that I am growing and growing and not maintaining and just letting this thing go until Disney opens up to not, well, everybody. So non-Florida residents. It's, it's rumored that they'll open their Florida residents first. But when they open it up so I can fly down there and go on my trip, we're going to do a Facebook Live. And Janessa is going to have the clippers. And she is taking the goatee off. Oh, wow. You may have another uh, month or two before something like that. <laughs> oh, it's almost to the point I can kind of put it in a ponytail. It's getting oh, long. Oh, my gosh. It, it, it's, it's getting rough. Janessa's kind of getting uh, kind of irritated with it, which I'm loving. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a few other things we're doing, too. Like, like I'm going to be taking my son out. Me and Zach are going fishing. So we figure we're going to do a video on that and get it up on the our YouTube page and uh, on the Twitter and you know every other social media platform we have. But we're also going to do a launching of some model rockets. So I'm going to be putting up a lot of different videos. I'll get them up there. Just, you know, some dad and rock things, you know, you know, sharing with the families. Very cool. Well, stay tuned to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find the link to that on dadnarock.com. Uh, you can find all our previous episodes and links to all the social media pages at dadnarock.com. And I think if there's a good enough place to sign off, I think that's a good place to say it. It's Dad and Rock Show signing off for the evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, oh, damn.